We're back again for some more of the revelations. We all still have Ferris and we still have Mary, our wonderful Hi. peoples. Let's all pray that we all can learn this together and understand this together and maybe make a little more sense out of this whole thing. I really enjoy that, by the way. I do, too. Yeah, just to say, I really enjoy that. Hi, Hello. Recap. Last okay. episode. Mary, wasn't it freaking... We There was a lot going on, right? We covered a lot. Yeah, yeah. we did Revelation chapter 11 through 15. Um, we talked about the two witnesses, the seventh trumpet, the woman and the dragon. Um we got into 13 where it talks about the beast of the sea, the beast of the earth. We talked about the lamb and 144,000. Um, the three angels, the seven angels with seven plagues. It, it's just, there's a lot that we covered and a lot yet to come. And we're just trying to make sense of it all. So, Chapter 16 is where we're starting tonight with our Bible study, wow. and I'm excited to get into it. Am I the only one that knows that I'm going to be back reading this whole book again several times? No. Just, no. I, I Absolutely I not. Be. I know. I mean, we're well, gonna, I mean, we're going to talk about the rest of the Bible, but this well, revelation I mean, Personally, I'm talking about personal study, right? You go back and you, and, because I know for a fact going back through Genesis and all the other books starting over from the beginning, like we're going to do soon, there are going to be references to revelation and you're yeah. going to go back and you say, Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so a lot of this is going to make sense because of the way we did it. And we did it. All, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But I uh, personally, I was like, I was thinking earlier today, I'm like, you know, I'm going to be reading this book again, like the whole thing. And it's not just for that reason, but it's also because confusion, a lot of things we we've, we've read about, we don't have the seminary study, the, the theological uh, education like right. a lot of people do. And it's going to have to take some clicks and uh, aha moments. Ah, you know what I mean? I, I mean, it's just going to happen. Maybe I'm by I, myself. I don't know. I liked that little thing you read last time. Oh, out of the book? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. It was. Well, I'm happy to be back doing this. Um, for those of y'all that don't know that are watching, we're we're this is a hit or miss recording session. We don't really have a a timeline that we do these things. Our lives are really busy, mm -hmm. but we all decided we're going to do it no matter what. All right, we're going to squeeze it in. You know, we got the other podcasts, the other projects going on on top of Mary's life, my life, Nick's life. Who Nick's right. life's been really kind of crazy the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I know that. Oh yeah, but. We'll talk more about that on the regular podcast. Don't forget to check out Coast to Coast right. as well. You know, that's where you get to laugh and, and we act a fool. But here it's that's serious and here it's, time. yeah. Yeah, y'all act like heathens on that show. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Not really. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> okay, maybe we do a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, you know. It's, it's all in good fun. So, like, you know, I don't know if it was mentioned. I guess it was. But we got a couple of three or four chapters we're going to try to cover, depending on time. Um, we're going to try to make this really short as possible. Got a couple folks that need to head out. Um, short. Things to do. Hey, we'll probably edit that out. But without further ado, let's. how about we jump I think we should keep it. Chapter 16. <laughs> chapter 16. And kind of see what's going on, where we're at, you know. Chapter 16. God pours out plagues upon the wicked. The nations assemble for Armageddon. Christ comes, islands flee, and mountains cease. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways, and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went, 
and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art, and wast, and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs, come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth, and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices, and thunders, and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake, and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God, to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found, and there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. You know, mm, mankind is stupid. <laughs> I mean, we get all these signs, all these premonitions, all these Holy Ghost promptings throughout our lives. And we still, I say we collectively, I mean, not hopefully not me, not you, but yeah. mankind, humankind. We still deny what, what has happened. This what I, mean. I, look at, I look at this nation, for example, and I don't care what political party you are, because if you're, if you're leftist, rightist, extremist on either side or in the middle, you've got, there's always something that you're shaking your head saying, what is wrong with people? Yeah. No matter how you view it, you know, it's, it's crazy because what, what I get from this chapter is that it's that God has, is, is gracious enough to give us all these things, all this knowledge, like the Bible, for example. And yet a, a large part, a large part, and, and a sad, sadly, a large part is still going to say, eh, yeah, no, no, nope. Yep. Yeah, it's your fault. I get even... that, and it is our fault. But 
think about the people who actually walked with Jesus, like his apostles. When Jesus was walking on water, no matter how many miracles Peter had seen Jesus accomplish, Peter's faith wavered when it came time for him. Like, it's difficult sometimes to have faith and and I, I i think to myself how could you be able to talk to god or be able to be in the presence of christ and see all these things and know that he's going to take care of you know that you're not going to drown in this turbulent water and still question it and still be like mm, i don't know about putting my foot on top of water I, I almost feel like it's a little harder for us. Well, when it says there and it says, are you afraid he's drying up and what's happening right now? Yep. It's drying that up. was, uh, let's see. That was, uh, where was that at? While I'm looking, Nick, I, I, do you, do you daily run into people like this? Like me, I daily run into. Oh, and I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm definitely not judging them for it. This Bible study, since we started, has kind of opened my eyes to that a little bit better um, and, and making sure I don't judge somebody for their ignorance or their just flat out refusal to accept some things that are going on. Right. And, and I make a mental note. It's like, man, this person. So I, I tend to actually appeal to them more. There it is. So chap- uh, verse 12. 12. Yeah. And the sixth Why angel poured out right his vial. Yeah, I mean, that, Euphrates, the Tigris, and all that's all drying up right now. Yeah, I saw something, and this is totally off the wall, but I wanted to mention it. It was kind of interesting. Um, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but I saw something online. It's about a week ago, and I think I sent it to both of y'all. Maybe I did. It was too kind of out there. I don't know anything about it, but something about the fallen angels were banished under the Euphrates, and when the Euphrates dries up, they will be released. I thought that was really interesting because that's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to find where I found that. But <laughs> and they have I don't know how much finding stuff as these rivers are drying. Oh, I don't um, doubt it one bit. It's probably a, a, it's archaeologist's dream. Oh yeah, heck yeah! <clears throat> it ain't just the people that just like don't want to believe half the stuff. It's even the ones that they do, but they believe the parts they want to. They literally openly say, you know, I pick what I want to believe. Like it's a buffet. Well, and look at the process of these these revelations, okay? Because there's multiple of them, but even though it's called a revelation, they're very specific in the in the beginning. Remember, we made a comment on the last show with that. Like they're yeah. very specific. I know it's a little out there with the the seven headed whatever, whatever. Okay, but Euphrates is very specific. It's an actual named river. It's actually in one place. It runs from one spot to another. You can find it on a map. It's still there. And then as you get farther and farther through Revelation, it gets more and more vague. So it's almost like Jesus is trying to explain to John and then John through us, hey, believe us in the beginning and have faith in us or us, you know, Jesus in this revelation throughout. Because right. in the beginning, we were very specific. Even though you don't understand chapters 11 through 22, just know that because 1 through 10, we were specific, it's true. It's going to happen. You may not know exactly how. It may be confusing, but keep your eyes open. Keep your hearts open. And don't stray away from the beliefs. That's kind of what I'm getting out of this entire book so far. Well, I think it's also important to know that chapter, uh, the chapter we just read, verse um, 15 Jesus says look I come like a thief I wonder how many times since you know this earth has been populated people have thought they've seen signs of the end of times and they were just absolutely sure and absolutely positive this has got to be the end like the apocalypse is near But even if the apocalypse is not near now, 
that's a good thing because we're supposed to be vigilant. We're supposed to be ready for Christ to come because no man knows the day or the night. Yeah, it's like playing any sport. If you've ever played a sport, there's always a ready, something called a ready stance. You know, if you're if it's soccer, it's a, certain, it's a different stance than football or baseball, right? Which I'm familiar with those. That's, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I don't know if golf has a ready stance or not, but hey, whatever, maybe it does. <laughs> but you're ready for action, right? You're 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 attentive. You believe in yourself. You believe in your teammates. You believe in the the, the goal, which is to get a goal or a yeah. score. And then you're ready. You're in that ready stance. That's basically what you're saying, Mary. You, you know, we, we always have to be diligent and hold the rod, which is a phrase in LDS. I mean, I think it's mentioned in the Bible as well, which means follow that path of righteousness and never sway so that you're ready for the day that you have to act and make that goal. Exactly. Or, or do whatever your part is on the team. And our part individually is to become a number for Christ during this massive battle in the end of times you know he needs us all the times those people thought it was the end times but right now i've never felt that way until now now i'm seeing stuff that's like there's a lot of stuff that looks like everything that's the same it's true and and not to stay too long on this we got a few more to do but just one more mention my mom I can remember back as far as being 10 or 11 and her, I remember we were driving through town and there was a blood red moon and she started, you know, spitting off parts of revelation and how that's, that's signs of the, the end days and all that. And, you know, as, as a kid, you're, and you're raised in Christianity with the Bible. And, and in my case, the book of Mormon, you, you tend to, Oh yeah, mom, we, we know we've already, we learned that. You know, we were young, you know, that kind of thing. But it's that combined with everything else now that's going on. And all these events are getting closer and closer and closer together. So you can't help but open your eyes to, well, there are still people. That's what this this is saying. There are still people, still people to this day, they refuse to accept. Refuse that, you know, something written how long ago and stuff happening now that's written in that book. Right, right. But if I were to go out there and predict all the games this Sunday and Monday, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday of football, and to the T, the score and the winner and losers and everything, I would be a prophet. At least, you know what I mean? People are like, how do you know that? You're a time traveler. They would want to They want to say science was the reason why I knew that. Well, you, oh, you, you travel to time. Notice that a lot of people lately are like referencing books that people wrote, like the seventies stuff that talked about what's going on in like our, uh, government and stuff like, Oh, well back in the seventies, this guy wrote a book that so-and-so was doing it and look what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there was one written in 86. I can't remember the author of it, but he was balancing around on TikTok for a while, you know, the, the actual book, but right. or- there's been several. Have you seen how they're saying it's like the Simpsons cartoon uh, yeah. predicted a lot of stuff? Yeah, <laughs> like Trump being president. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, so you're going to believe that, but you don't believe yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, what I saw was that uh, Ivana was going to be president in 2028 or something like that. <laughs> like, what? what the heck? I mean, I, I, look, Trump amazed by president. that guy that I wrote this book in happen. the 70s, but the guy that wrote this book, no, he's a liar. <laughs> weird that's real quick one more thing is right before it talked about the euphrates it talked about people burning and i immediately thought of the nuclear war that could happen <laughs> my brain is that 10 that was right before it talked about the euphrates drying up oh eight and the fourth mm-hmm. angel poured out his vial upon the sun and power was given unto him scorched men with fire yeah yeah, yeah. That'd be, mm. that'd be a rough way to go. Oh, man. I don't want any of this to fall on me. Nothing. None of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not fear. It's, it's I'm choosing a side. That's what it's all about. You, you have to choose a belief, a faith, in you either, you either believe in God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost, God ultimately, or you don't. And the don't means you're, you're not of, of that faith. Right. 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 You have to choose a side. It's, it's, unfortunately, it's going to be black or white. 
Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any gray area. It's saying that right here. It's saying yeah. you either no gray area. Yeah. Yes or no. Red pill or blue pill. That's it. And I think that's what a lot of people get turned off of because in this life, there has been manufactured gray areas in everything we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay to do this. It's all right. We should do this, but it's okay to do this. Right. And people tend to push back on right or wrong. Right. When they can find, they can discover or manufacture their own gray area. And that's the truth. So, anyway, right. let's move on. How about next. it? Chapter 17. John is shown that Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations, has become established throughout the earth. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns, The beast that thou sawest was, and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was, and is not, and yet is. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains, on which the woman sitteth. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was, and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples, and multitudes, and nations, and tongues. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. For God hath put into their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree, and give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city, which reigneth over the kings of the earth. So many ways I can start this statement, but I don't know which way to go with it. So, I wonder, the Bible could be so descriptive, right? And it can yeah. be so compelling. And through history, women, for example, 
even though men desired certain things, I'm not going to get off on this gender conversation, but I'm, I'm saying this to make, a, I guess, a point or at least a comment. Um, but even though men have desired certain things of women, you talk about whore or prostitute, things like that. The descriptive um, way that it this chapter comes about makes me wonder if this is what mankind took and said, this is how we're going to punish uh, people for certain atrocities. You know, you know, I'm getting it. I don't want to be specific. Just use your imagination. Think about history. Um, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at like the colonial times when a woman was said to have been a, you know, a whore or, uh, and I say it because that's what the Bible, how the Bible puts it. They were punished in a really cool way. Um, and it, they, the Bible was cited. It was quoted and then turned into a punishment. In this, in this particular book and chapter, it's saying that's coming from the deity, not mankind. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. the deity has, has the authority, not mankind. So there's God's law, right? which we all know there's the Ten Commandments and then all the lessons and things that we learn in the Bible that we should follow. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering where did, did mankind feel that that authority was given to them, to us, to mankind to pass judgment and then punishment in the ways that the Bible describes it. I always wondered that. You know, I mean, there's other books, too, in the Bible that, um, like, stoned to death or, you know, even, I think there's even, like, tarred feathering. I'm not sure exactly. I know that might have been more of a, a later century practice, but just speaking in punishment in general, you know, just a side thought. And I'm probably missing the whole point of the chapter. I mean, the point, obviously, is not that, but I just wanted to say that, hey. If we're not supposed to, if mankind is not supposed to judge one another, we did that. And then we punished according to what we felt like the interpretation should have been from this book in a large part, at least since Roman times. Yeah. The judgment thing is hard because I, what I've read and I've obviously not become a theologist or nothing, but you don't judge, but there is the part where it says, if you judge, judge, uh, Say it, Mary. Fairly? Not fairly. Righteously is the word I'm looking for. Like, it's got to be true, whatever. Yeah. Right. But I know people that are big on pushing the Jesus thing, but, like, they're over the top where they say you are supposed to judge, and you watch them. They don't just, like, if they come across um, gay people, say, they bash on them people and tell them how bad they are. And that, see that, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that turn people away from the faith. Right. That right there. You're, you're, you're saying you can't judge. You shouldn't judge your brothers and sisters, but you are. And then you're passing judgment and then punishment. It gives well, you what gives them the right. Ultimately, it's God's place to judge, not right. ours. Exactly. But there is a verse in the Bible that says, you know, by their fruits, you shall know them. So God is aware that as humans that he created, we're going to have certain opinions about certain things that he has said, this is sinful or this is sinful. I don't think that means that you attack those people. Look at what Jesus did when he was here. You didn't attack anybody. Exactly. Well, that's not he, 100% true. Well, he went, he went to the people that needed help. Well, it depends on how you define attack. He did I go mean, to the steps and flip over all the people trying to sell on the temple steps. Well, um, they were, are you talking about when they were gambling in the house of God? 
when they were all on the steps of the temple and they were selling their stuff. And he said, this is not a place for selling. So what, what we're talking about, we'll, we'll come to that when we read the, the Bible further. But what we're talking about here is that that even though we're not supposed to pass judgment as um, not deity. Follow, followers of Christ and God, right? Even though we're not supposed to do that, there is a thing called the law of the land. And that I know that's mentioned. That has to be. Um, right, because we're supposed to follow the laws of the land. Right. And the only way, the, and the laws of, of the land, biblically, is the laws that God gave us. It's the very simple 10 count list of laws, which is the Ten Commandments. Right. From those laws, nations have developed more laws based on the need of the nation. That's what I question. And I'm not saying you can't have a law that, okay, you got thou shalt not kill. All right. But then you've got all these little nuances that in situations that matter. And then you've got all these legal systems and all these processes and all that. And then you've, you've got people that read this book and then look at our systems across the globe that, that vary and think, well, that's not right. How, right. how can a man that's not ordained by God in one way or the other, like a judge, for example. I mean, we, we as Americans, we've got that, that crest that we follow and God we trust. All right. That mm -hmm. doesn't happen in the courtroom. If anybody's been in the, in the court before, it doesn't fully happen. Those are laws made by man, not laws made by God. That's right. But you have to have order and a way to, to process sin. So there is a big gray area right there between the laws that God put out and the laws that the amendments that man put on those laws, basically. And it, mm -hmm. but it promotes it promotes the the Q public to become very judgmental as a collective because when you convict somebody either rightfully or wrongfully, all of a sudden everybody has the right to judge them because a court of God or a court of a God we trust in a nation has deemed that person guilty through the process, whether it's jury or just a judge or whatever. So now we as Q public, like, hey, oh, he, he was found guilty. So I guess he's guilty. You know, he, he's, he's a murderer or a rapist or a thief or whatever. So we're going to shun him. Right. But that's not so right. So let me give you a little, <laughs> a little funny here and you can do with it what you want. My mom firmly planted the seed in us that if she was ever called to be on a jury, she would tell them that it was not okay with her. She did not want to be part of a jury. However, my father who was married for 47 years to my mother and was a pastor served as, um, what do you call the head of the jury? Um, on a murder trial. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't get to know the details. Like he was sequestered and had to stay in a hotel. Yeah. Um, talk about it. Yeah. Um, even afterwards, we couldn't know the details, but my dad did tell us that, um, at, in the end four person, that's what it was. He was the foreman of the jury. Um, that in the end, when it came down to it, he basically said to the jury, even though we all think that this man is guilty and that there's evidence proving that he's guilty, is it okay for us to, you know, pass down judgment that we think it's okay to take his life from him? So... That was kind of his stance on that, I think. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know exactly how it works. But I know some states have the death penalty, some don't. And that's the, that's the absolute punishment, right? Right. For anything. So, well, and this was know. a death penalty case. So, okay. So, if you found guilty unanimously by a judge, I mean, a, a, a panel a of jury, jurors, right? Yeah. Then the judge has to sentence him that? No, the jurors okay. could choose. Basically, the judge is there to 
either say, you know, the judge has to make sure They're that a moderator the, of the lawyers, process. right, exactly. Yeah. They have to make sure that the right information is getting to the jury without bias and without prejudice sure. and all of that sure. kind of stuff. But the jurors who are just regular everyday Joes or Josephines or whatever, um, those are the people that get to choose. Like, was it homicide or was it manslaughter? And well, if you say it's, you know, homicide in the first degree and the death penalty goes with that, then that's what the, you know, the judge determines how long they serve or if they get the death penalty or whatever. But the, the juror's recommendation goes a very long way in that judge determining what the judge determines. So okay. the, 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 the thing, I guess I'm trying to get at, and I'm, and, and if there's a historian out there that wants to correct me, feel free, but I believe the process, the judicial process was inherited over centuries since Rome you know, really, arguably, probably the most organized government on the planet, the first organ. You know what I'm saying? And their process included the laws included popular traditions as well. So the popular opinion helped to mold the laws. It's been adapted over time to what we have now. So the rule of law, and we we know this, Nick and Mary, because some of the stuff we're dealing with with the podcast with asn and all that is not now god's law we were this nation was set up it kind of set it apart said wait a minute we don't want to rule on popular opinion of of the time because back in 1700s things were okay that aren't okay now right we want to create a set of laws or amendments or whatever bill of rights so that all men and women of the nation are, are created equal and treated equal. Okay. And that's God's law. So we've gotten away in the courtroom. We've gotten away. We know this, but we've gotten away from God's law. So if you, I don't want to get specific on a crime, but if you, if you committed a sin, that's also a crime like murder. I mean, there's, there's one, there should be one punishment, whatever that is, but to keep, to keep the order of mankind, I get that. I guess there's just a there's a gap between what God's law is, the Ten Commandments, and then all these offshoots that we've had to adapt to right. that tend to not stay straight with God's law. You know. Well, uh, anyway, even even within the Bible, there were times when the laws of the land went against God's laws. And God's people recognize that. Take Daniel, for example, um, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, they went against the king. They didn't. They didn't abide by the laws of the land because it went against God's law. Right. So God's law is obviously primary. That's above all. Right. You obey the laws of the land as long as the laws of the land don't tell you to do something that's opposing I, God. I guess I I guess I have issue boils down to I guess I have issue and I'm going to I'm going to pinpoint it to a judge. And if it's a judge out there at all, I'm not this is not to you specifically because I don't know your background, but I have issue with a judge being anointed. Uh, the ability to judge another human being, even in a court of law in any country, when that judge is not required to be first appointed through a process of God. Right. Yeah. I mean, because I I mean, nowadays all it takes is to get a law degree and be appointed a judge or elected. It doesn't have anything to do with religion or faith anymore. Right. I mean, any judge that's appointed, uh, you know, uh, up for appoint appointing or uh, election could say, yeah, I'm a God-fearing man. But are they really? And are they judging from that angle? I don't know. I want to kind of say something about this chapter we read, though. 
And I don't know why, or if it's only me, and it probably is. But is this thing red? I don't know why, but I kept thinking that it's talking about the, the U.S. for some reason. Well, it could be because I know in, in my doctrine, you know, we hear, we hear how Jerusalem is the, the place where Jesus will return, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into it. I don't know all about all the details, but those listening and for you two, y'all say, that's where it's supposed to happen, right? right. But the Americas is, is supposed to be the promised land. And that's more in the Book of Mormon. So we're trying to focus on the Bible. That's fine. But just to add to that, it's funny you said that because that's what it's that's what apparently it's supposed to be. The new world is supposed to be the promised land. And in all through history, the new world is the Americas. Hmm. Well, if if nothing else, go research and open the books. If you have one that missionaries dropped off in a cabinet somewhere, dust it off. <laughs> And, and look for that because it's in there. It's interesting. I, I'm glad that you said that, Ferris, because I would, I would highly recommend for anybody, whether you feel like you're well-versed in the Bible or you're just trying to make sense of it and it's not making sense, grab two or three different versions obviously we're using the new king james but while you guys are reading the new king or this person i don't know who we're listening to but whatever voice is reading the new king james to us i'm also reading along in a new international version my dad who was a pastor had several different versions of the bible and he even had one called the simple english bible and it just kind of takes out the the old lingo, you know, the these and the thous and the that kind of st- the stuff that we don't usually say on a regular basis and just puts it into, okay, in its simplest form, this is what this verse is saying. Now, is that completely 100% accurate? I don't know. But L- linguistically, no. Exactly. But- but to get to the point, yes, I believe that. It's, it's fine. Is it is it a good jumping off point for, for somebody who's trying to understand? Oh, okay. This makes sense to me now. Now I feel like I can go look at a couple of other versions and, you know, research, well, the, research, read, study. When the Microsoft study. engineers wrote Microsoft Word, they had to write Microsoft for dummies. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, that don't, I, don't, I don't mean to offend anybody, but yeah, I mean, but you I'm, put it in layman's terms. Yeah, it's a that's lot basically what the simple English Bible is. It's, yeah. you know, the Bible. I, for, would, I would actually probably enjoy reading that version once I've completed, you know, this version of it. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of, oh, well, that's what that kind of means. Okay, I got you. All these vowels. Now, for the record, two things. One, it's not... Um. It's actually James Earl Jones' sixth cousin that's reading this, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know who's reading, narrating it. <laughs> um, don't, and then, don't, don't fall for the Queen James Bible. Queen James. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned. I'm not going to get into that. That's all. We'll talk about that off there. Um, anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> the other thing is uh, I say thou all the time. You do? Talk to my wife, thou hast offended me. <laughs> Only Ferris. I believe it. I only said that because she's sitting out here with me now. Um, and she might have some 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 choice words to add to this later uh, off the air too, which would be kind of interesting. What we were just talking about, but we'll see what she has to say. So how about the next? You want to go on the next one? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. That's my five-headed beast. Chapter 18. The saints are called out of Babylon, lest they partake of her sins. She falls and is lamented by her supporters. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, 
Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double how much she hath glorified herself, and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, and mourning, and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth, who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her, shall bewail her and lament for her, when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all thyan wood and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour, and wheat, and beasts, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and slaves, and souls of men. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, for in one hour so great riches is come to naught. And every shipmaster and all the company in ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off, and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads, and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea, by reason of her costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone, like a great millstone, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman, of whatsoever craft he be, shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And in her was found the blood of prophets, and of saints, and of all that were slain upon the earth.
I want to know who she is. Wiped out. Mm. It's kind of picture of some kind of black void after all of it, right? Yeah. Just nothing. <clears throat> Sorry, I was about to put the wrath of God on this dog. I apologize for that. All right. He's excited about this stuff, too. Who is the lady, do you think? <clears throat> Sigourney Rebus. What? <laughs> Just messing. Just playing. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a... What's the right word, Mary? Uh, not analogy, but parable. Metaphor. Metaphor, yes, but it's... it's I don't know. I think it's a representation. Yeah. I don't think the whore of Babylon is one person. No, it's like, not. No, it's when not. It it's talks representing about... a simple something, but something. <clears throat> and I, I, I could be wrong. No, I don't think it's an actual lady. I think the lady represents something. I think so, almost everything in Revelations this in was, Revelation resent. Wasn't this, I can't remember, I might have to go back to chapter one, I guess, but it actually, it was like, it was, the year was like, what, less than 100 AD, Nick, wasn't it right? Something mm -hmm. like that? When John was getting... The Baptist? John the Baptist, you mean? John the Divine. John, oh, John the Divine. John that wrote the... Yeah, the revelation. Yeah, so what my point is that, that during that time, using proper nouns like or nouns like poor and and things like that, it, it was a way to what like say what in society is the worst position you could have to be put. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it it's basically saying like um harlot and things like that. That was the worst. I'm I'm guessing here, but that, that was in plain language so that at the time people at the time could understand it right like you yeah. know if you're if you're this you live this life this way this is what will befall you you know this is what you're looking forward to kind of i mean again this is the this is the quote unquote fear mongering of the bible to try to get mankind to do right, right. humankind and it may be a little early, but I think that mm -hmm. for me, Revelation, that's what it represents. It represents, hey, you have had so many chances uh, based on what you know and what you've been told and taught, and yet you still act like a whore okay. in life. You you take advantage of the earthly things and you refuse to see what eternity has to offer. So this is what's going to happen. I thought about something earlier and you can keep this or leave it or do whatever you want to with it. But when we were talking about, you know, judging and that kind of thing, it, it, it kind of even took me back to when Christ was before Pilate and you know Pilate kind of wanted it was almost like he wanted to wash his hands of it keep it you know keep them clean well, and he did, he did wash yeah he did up. literally wash yeah. his hands that doesn't mean he's without blame because he could have saved Jesus however that you know that was not the plan um he but, didn't, you but know, he kind of tried to, though. He kept saying, he said to the him. people, you know, do you want this horrible murderer released, Barabbas, or do you want, you know, Jesus, mm. you know, and it, it was almost like a, a passing back and forth, you know, well, I don't want to judge this man. Well, I don't want to judge this man. I don't want this on my hands. Well, I don't want it on my hands either. And it, it I don't know. I don't know if that means anything to you guys, but. I think that's been a I think that's been a commonality not only now but even back then there was a you know there was a a difficult time in judging even as a you know somebody who's in power um 
it was it was hard for them to say, okay, well, this person is the one that you know is going to die or be crucified or hmm. just a just a thought. Huh. I still think I don't know why, but I read Revelations once before, not horribly long ago. And I talked about how I may, it makes me think of the U.S., but I don't see it as in, like, the promised land. I keep seeing U.S. as the bad guy. Well, reads all this stuff, and I keep thinking... That's true. That's, that's true. And, and maybe I can add some light. Well, I really can't shed some light on that. But what I can tell you is that we know that it's supposed to get really bad before second coming before Christ returns and all that, right? And and yeah. what we're looking at is, is, is the baddest we've ever seen it. But that doesn't baddest. mean baddest. <laughs> Sorry. Baddest. Baddest. I couldn't um, help but tease hey, you just a little bit. I'm <laughs> from Louisiana, okay? I'm back. from Alabama. <laughs> actually, I'm from Texas, so both. Well, actually, state. I'm from Virginia, but still, there you go. I reside so, in Alabama. <laughs> The point is, Mary, that we don't we, we haven't seen nothing yet. No. And Nick, what that means and into your question or statement is that you know that saying you, you how's it you, you you're not you're not you're not yet bad off until you hit rock bottom. Yeah. And you can only go up from there. So think about that when you're thinking about this nation could be the ultimate culprit, the one that ushers in all this stuff because of the way that, that our people, our fellow citizens are behaving. Right. We could, we could be the Babylon, right? We are one nation. Babylon was one nation. Right. You know, Babylon wasn't nearly as big as the United States, not land mass or population, but they also didn't have what we have to survive and, and live long lives or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? So we well, could be and also the population wasn't like it is on earth now. Right. And the blackest of blackest, <laughs> baddest mark on the planet due to sin as a collective percentage would be the United States. And what makes more sense? Well, that would actually end up being the promised land as well. It's ground zero. Yeah. What happens at ground zero? Look at, look at nine 11. Look at the World Trade Center. What's there now? Nothing. Is it nothing? There's no building, but there's a memorial that reminds us every day to do better. Yeah. So something to think about. I, like I said, I can't go straight to a scripture where it says that, but in my 41 years, roughly 35 years, when I really started paying attention when I was young. I seem to remember that being kind of the case that, you know, it's really bad, whatever, you know, the worst of the, of the planet is going to end up being the promised land. And I, I hate to say it, but it is pointing towards America. And I know there's some out there that are going to hear this and say, yeah, we've been saying all along America's bad. That's not what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, we are ushering in so many radical anti-God like ideas oh. and practices oh. that I mean we're negative trendsetters oh yeah so and some of the ones that are against God's law they don't they're not just right at that against it they like multiply it and make sure <laughs> mm -hmm. I think we should stop here. I mean, not All like right. completely, but as far as the chapters, we have we'll have four left to do in Revelation. Um, it's a lot. I'm sorry, I talked more than I meant to. <clears throat> no, you're fine. We, no, it's it's totally fine. We can we can do you know four on the next show. That's you know no big deal. Knock it out. Knock it out. But it's a lot. It's a lot in these three. Um, a lot to sink in. It's a lot. What would you compare it to the last ones we did? It seems like it was very descriptive. And the last ones were kind of what, what would you say, almost point blankish? I think it's by design. Like I said earlier, I think it's to reiterate what I said, it's like Jesus is being very upfront in the first half of this book on purpose to say, look, here, here's the proof. 
you're going to see this in the latter days. This other stuff that, I, that I'm now telling you in the latter parts of these, these chapters, not so descriptive, not so cut and dry. But I need you to believe in the first part to be able to, if you believe in the first part, you have to believe in the second. All right. God does not, God does not shy away from testing his children, right? It's all about tests. Free agency is all about whether you pass or fail. That could be crazy. I still think that this revelation section of the book is going to be more easy to understand nowadays than it was in the past. Isn't that funny how that works? It's, uh, it's crazy to me. It's almost so. Okay. So like take math, for example, when you're learning math in first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, all the way up, it starts to become easier to learn, but not so easy to apply. You're right. thinking, why do I need to know calculus? Why do I need to know algebra? And I'm, I'm going to be a, I'm going to go to the military. Why do I need to know this stuff? They're going to teach me everything I need to know, pertinent to my job. Right. But now when you get into your, late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and you're working a full-time job, no matter what your career is, you could be strictly labor or have a very, very professional title and role. Math is everywhere. And you don't know that when you're in grade school, middle school, high school. You don't really understand that. And then you get into life and it's like, oh my God, if I hadn't, I'm, I'm applying math every time I turn around. Yeah. So oh. it's the same. And the Bible speaks very clearly to that. When you're young or you're ignorant of God's word, you're supposed to take the milk of the word. Because as a babe, you know, when you're a baby and you don't even have teeth yet, you don't feed a baby steak. You know, you have first you get the milk of the word and then you get the meat of the word. And I think that's part of what this is going to, hopefully as this continues, we will be able to process the meat better because we've gone back to the milk. And then once we get back to revelation again, it will all make, more sense or maybe not or we'll be able to tie a few things in that we didn't tie in before i i don't know yep and to reiterate to to just repeat when we first started for those out there we decided to do revelation first because of all the things we're seeing in our time um, to jump into it, I mean, head first and just say, look, let's point out or at least tickle the senses of the mind to the fact that these things are happening and make you aware, make you open your eyes. Um, even though we don't know all this stuff, we don't know what that actually means. And there's probably theologists out there that can say, well, this means that and that means that and it's actually plain and simple. Here's why. That's great. Go talk to them. Or come talk to us and let us know. And we can, you know, when we come back around, we circle back around to Revelation, we'll bring it up. We'll be more enlightened. And that's that's great. I, right. I, I you know, let us have it. Okay. <laughs> In the comments, get a hold of Nick or Mary, because I'm on vacation the rest of my life. If y'all want to get on here. I'm kidding. I'm always available. Um, but no, I, I enjoy this with you, you people. Y'all are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you people? Hey, don't take people. a fit. You're people. You're people. We're You're my people. people. God. We're fair. We belong to Ferris. We're his people. See, that's what I'm talking about. So thin-skinned these days. Everybody is. I, Everybody I is. just, I think it's funny that I always address you guys as my brothers. And then you say, you people. Am I and wrong? No, I'm a person. I'm a human. It's but, another one of those things that's become highly offensive these days is saying you people. Nobody seems to be able to handle that. Mary, I'm going to need you to go check your TikTok. I'm not going to say why, but as soon as you can, you're going to respond to me in a different way. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, 
Well, I hope y'all, I personally hope y'all enjoyed that. I'm not the host, but I got a big mouth and I'm long winded myself. So <laughs> I really appreciate it. I know, you know, it, it's Ooh. not all inclusive, but we're working on it. We're getting there. We're enjoying it. I like it. Very interesting. I think like you said, Ferris, once we get to Revelations and then we start just going through the Bible, I wonder how many times we go, oh, remember Revelations? Oh, it's going to be a lot of aha moments. Oh, you know, this is coming. We know because we read the ending first. <laughs> <laughs> now I know how people that read the last couple of chapters in a book feel. I've never actually done that. You know, I'll read the the back of the book to get the wrote lowdown of everything, but yeah. that's it. I just, I, I normally like to be surprised, but I, I don't understand that reading the last chapter of the book first. But the people I know that do that, it's not like all, most of them don't. Okay, I, I know what's going to happen. I'm not going to read the book. They actually read the entire book. It's just they, these are the people that don't like to be surprised, which make <laughs> the per, to me make the perfect candidate to tune into this show. And and listen to us uh, hobble through Revelation <laughs> intellectually, <laughs> making and, a mess and, of it. Yeah, and and then hey, you know, I kind of got an idea what happens. Let me go back to Genesis and start from the beginning. Or unintellectually. Oh, I'm gonna say that I have intellect. You just leave it at the table while we're doing this. <laughs> I, I do inside, <laughs> sixty feet away. Oh but, my goodness. I mean, I don't want to make y'all feel bad. So, oh well, thanks, Ferris. <laughs> we actually love each other, y'all. Yes, this we is, do. This is yes, we do. Yeah. Well, guys, another one down. I Read, really hope study, people watch this thing, and comment and tell us how dumb we are. That's right. Read, study, pray about it. Come back right. and watch, and then do it all over again. Keep doing it. With that, everybody, God bless. Have a good week. Later. Bye. Bye.